0: Welcome to this episode of Disrupt Education. We are in Riverside, Illinois, at Sarah Van Horst's new place. We are here. Tell us about this. What what do you got going on here?
1: So it's called CC Wellness Solutions, which is my company. Um, But the space itself, we're kind of calling a healing space. Mm So the idea behind the space is that I will be providing mental health therapy. So I have an LCPC, which is Licensed Clinical Professional Counselor, Mm -hmm. and I do individual therapy. Um, I initially started by just saying adolescents and adult women, um, but I've actually taken on as young as 11 year olds and as old as 62. Mm So I'm kind of still feeling out who my my clientele are gonna be but um, I'm ready to roll with anything and then I have actually two offices back Mm -hmm. there so one of them is currently a play therapy room but it can be converted so I have two other people interested in using that space one does Reiki um, no touch massage healing Mm -hmm. she works with chakras and the other one is a life coach
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and this bigger space out in front eventually I would like to use this space for groups Mm -hmm. of all types so right. groups for my own clients that I see I currently have enough to run one group and then eventually I'd like to do some yoga teacher training oh, wow. um, myself because there's an advanced certification for it's called yoga therapy mm-hmm. and so you can do small groups of yoga but through the vein of a therapeutic approach so mm-hmm. things like OCD um, ADHD anxiety that kind of thing
2: right
0: so
1: that's kind of a long-term goal for mm-hmm. for me um, in this
0: space And so you are pretty much brand new here. How long have you been here?
1: So I got the space in February, Mm -hmm. um, but it took way longer than i wanted right. to get it ready we had to actually build the offices there was nothing there it was just kind of a mm-hmm. a changing area for the dressmaker that was here before me so that process was much longer than i anticipated right. or wanted <laughs> and much more expensive than i anticipated or wanted um, but i think that's kind of part for the course when you're mm-hmm. starting a new company
0: so what's interesting about you is you were are still a counselor mm-hmm. in high school yes right we kind of came into oak park at the same, same time yeah. um, and now you're transferring into uh this um tell us about that journey a little bit right
1: it's been a journey yeah
0: because i think it's so interesting that you work with students and now you you're, you're actually going out into the public you know how, how does that look to you what, what was your vision there
1: yeah so um i initially started out teaching actually i was an mm-hmm. english teacher in the city Um, And within my first year of teaching, they wanted so much more from me than English. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I wanted to be a counselor, so I immediately went back to school full-time and got my first counseling job at Rich South High School um, in Richton Park. Was there for a year, and then I got my job at Oak Park, and Mm -hmm. I've been there for 14 years now. And really, you know, the whole time I've been in this profession in a school, my favorite part is the helping piece. So there's a whole bunch that goes into my job as the school counselor. There's um, a lot of clerical work. There's a lot of meetings. There's a lot of interaction with administration, teachers, parents, um, presentations, (laughs) college admissions. So there's a whole bunch of components that go into that Mm -hmm. job. But my passion is the one-on-one helping. Mm -hmm. And it always has been. And it's actually always been my strength. So anytime I had a review or anything like that, that was always the strength. And I've actually had a couple parents and students ask me you know do you do therapy outside of school well, over the years and so I started thinking you know I really should just be focusing well, like why am I not focusing right. on the one thing I love Right. and so um, I did have to go back I had to take one class Um, and then two licensing tests. Okay. So this has been about a four-year process, getting me to where I am now.
0: Talk about patience, huh?
1: Yeah, and and a lot of planning and a lot of obsessing. And really, you know, what ended up happening was I kind of got sick of hearing myself talk about it Mm -hmm. and just decided to do it. Fantastic. that's how it
0: happened. How many times have you told students, like, you should go for what you want? And then Every finally day. you started listening to yes. yourself.
1: Every day. And you know, that's probably one of the curses of being a counselor of any kind. You're very good at telling other people <laughs> to do yeah. but maybe not so good at listening right. to yourself. Right. And so I really did, I've had to do a lot of soul searching mm-hmm. and a lot, um, I had to have a lot of support from people around me, including my husband and my family, and um, even my students—you know, yeah. everybody was really encouraging, and they kept saying, "Just do it, yeah. you know, just just jump in and do it." And getting the license last spring at least gave me—I was like, "Okay, that was a really hard test." First of all, right. I mean, that it's a clinical test, and I didn't—I really didn't think I could pass it. To really? be honest, wow. I was a horrible test taker; yeah. always yeah. was. Um, and was told that many people fail on the first try, mm-hmm. so I studied for probably six months, if not mm-hmm. longer, and I passed it on the first try, yeah. so that was really reassuring to me that I, I know my stuff, Yeah. and that gave me kind of a boost of confidence, and then at the start of the school year, um, my boss decided that it was time for her to move on, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know what, this is a sign, you yeah. know, this is it, and I the leap so i'm on yeah. a, a leave of absence so yeah. i haven't quit oak park um, i'm giving myself i can take up to two years to figure yeah. out if this is what i want
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so far it's been going very well yeah and i'm really enjoying it um, i love being my own boss <laughs> Here's
0: <laughs> <Yeah>, that <laughs> i can tell you I, I know a couple of our uh previous uh guests are some of your former students so yes so i yep. think that, i think that's great um so Let's go back then into um maybe your educational path mm-hmm. and and how you found you did you always know you wanted to be a teacher or a counselor?
1: Um so yeah. When I was a little girl I used to set up a classroom with my stuffed animals and like fake yeah. right on the board. So I think I always knew I wanted to be an education in some way um my parents did not have formal education so my dad um they went to chicago vocational high school
2: mm-hmm.
1: and my dad went uh, down the carpentry path so he's in construction and has worked his way up from the age of i think 16 is when he started wow. my mom went the secretarial, secretarial route um partly because her counselor in school said to her you know you should really just pick a path you know you're smart enough to go to college but you should just pick a path that's what that's what women do Wow and so my mom is from Mexico she comes Mm -hmm. from a family that didn't grow up here she you know she thought well that's what I should do then Mm -hmm. so that's what they did and so growing up I think I was always encouraged to take that next step, and mm-hmm. even though my parents, you know, my mom did eventually go back and she got an associate's degree mm-hmm. when I was maybe 10 um, in interior design, yeah. but without that kind of formal base of, you know, everybody we know went to college,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we didn't really know what we were doing, yeah. so my, my older sister and I kind of forged that path, at least for our small family. and. Um, my sister went off to University of Illinois and I thought, Well, I always do what she does, so I'm gonna go off to University of
2: Illinois.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this is not what easy I did. to get in there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I did get in on my own. Yeah, so yeah, um,
1: I got in, you know, they wouldn't take me today, but back then yeah. they took me.
2: Um,
1: and so that's where it started for me. Mm-hmm. And I did go directly, you know, I knew I wanted to teach high school. Mm-hmm. Um, English was something I always loved. Mm-hmm. I was also, I'm also a musician. All right, you, know, you knew that about me, I played the violin. Yeah. And so I was a little bit torn between teaching music and English
2: mm-hmm.
1: and actually thought for a little bit I would do both. And then I found out I'd have to stay for two more years and <laughs> thought that's not gonna happen. Yeah. I'm already halfway done. And then graduated and went into teaching right away. So I was 22, teaching in an inner city school. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure my friends were calling me. You know, they were like, "Okay, dangerous minds. Like, what yeah. do you think you're doing?" <laughs> um, and I loved every second of it. Maybe. I loved the kids. Um, I loved. Just being in the room with them and hearing their stories mm-hmm. you know we were we came from such different backgrounds and so every day was kind of a new experience where they were like let me touch your hair and I was like yep. well only if I can touch your hair right. you know. and it was one of the hardest things I've ever done yeah. it was really hard to be that young and walk into a situation that I really didn't anticipate everything that would be expected of me mm-hmm. um, I cried a lot mm-hmm. um, but by the end of that year I really felt like superwoman I thought you know what everybody should really have an experience like this because it's not only about yourself it's about learning about the people around you who come from different backgrounds and different Mm. stories and you know their lives and to me it was so impactful that it was enough to make me leave teaching and go back to school full-time right so I went um, well, I almost moved to Boston actually at that yeah. time, and for personal reasons, uh-huh. I did not, and so <laughs> I ended up staying in Chicago and went to Loyola. Mm-hmm. Um, another good school. And yes, another good school.
0: It's <laughs> pretty smart. Like I, you know, I could get in those schools then. So. I like
1: to think I am yeah, smart. They, no, they thought awesome. I was smart enough to Passing let me in. Passing test on the first I round. I did. I that's did. Fantastic. Yes, and so. Um, When I went to Loyola, I had to put myself through school. Yeah. So I worked three jobs while I was in school full time. So I was a nanny. Um, I worked at Loyola's disabilities office Mm -hmm. as a disabilities coordinator. And I was also the assistant director at the Glencoe Youth Center up in Glencoe. Wow. Yeah. And wow. so I look back now and think, like, wow, it was exhausting. Like I don't really Superwoman. remember. I mean, yes. Oh,
0: my gosh. But
1: like I said, I, mean, I kind of felt like Superwoman right. coming out of my teaching experience. It really didn't seem insurmountable to me. Mm-hmm. And I've been working since I was 14.
2: Yeah. So,
1: you know, work ethic, I get that from my dad. He's mm-hmm. an extremely hard worker. Um, I started working at 14 and haven't stopped and so I think that's also what keeps me driven to keep moving forward in Mm -hmm. my career and in my personal life and you know just being a human yeah and I also think that's why I do what I do with Mm -hmm. other people because I want to instill that in other people and I recognize that that is not something that's innate in everybody it is in some people Mm -hmm. Um, and in other worlds they don't have a role model for something like that and so for me that's always been my goal with mm-hmm. what I do in the schools and certainly with what I'm doing now.
0: Right, right. That's work ethic, smarts, wow. I mean like, and and now you're running your own. I, I see nothing but success <laughs> for you. I'm like, okay, all right, so you heard it here. <laughs> this is gonna go. Um, well, let's let's take a look then at, at traditional education systems mm-hmm. and you know, you you have seen so much more than me, just as a classroom teacher. Mm-hmm. You see all facets yes. pretty much of a school, yep. um, and I know that being a counselor is no easy task uh, no. in a high school. Um, I think there's a lot of stereotypes, and people think things
1: like um, we sit in our offices drinking coffee. And, and yeah, and
0: take three-hour lunches. We, we, those do, we here. We drink coffee. I'm <laughs> not gonna lie, but
1: we're usually I doing drink coffee when <laughs> I go into those
0: meetings um, because they're so intense. Yes. But um, so, what what would you do? If you had the power to change something in in a school system, let's let's focus on high school cuz that's where yeah. where we're kind of out of. But how would you change that?
1: I mean, I think one of the things that I fought for the whole time I worked at Oak Park was giving opportunity to students of All varieties and all skill levels Mm -hmm. and in Oak Park as you know um, the mentality has been for a very long time that everybody's going to college Mm -hmm. and the reality is that's just not realistic for anyone it's not realistic for our students at Oak Park and it's not realistic for the world and Mm so one of the things that I was very passionate about when I worked there was um, creating you know, viable options for all students that, that are actually attainable as soon as they graduate. Not, we're gonna drag you to the finish line to graduation and then hope you do okay. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of schools will take students of all varieties. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's the right Fit for them, right? And that's what I have struggled with for a long time. There, one of the things I'm very proud of, and I always said, if I accomplished this at Oak Park, I could leave and feel good about what I've done. Mm -hmm. Um, I started the cosmetology program, and it was something that I knew we needed the day I walked in the doors there 14 years ago. And it took me 10 plus years to get people on board, Mm -hmm. and so. Um, and a lot of it's just
2: political Right. it, it had yep. nothing
1: to do with the students I had um, I started a cosmetology club to prove that there was a need mm-hmm. and I had 50 students show up to the first meeting wow. and then nice. the second year I had 35 mm-hmm. and I thought well what more proof do you need than that right, right you know then they found out all I could do was like show them YouTube videos yeah. and like, I like hair and makeup but I don't right. really know what I'm doing and right. so they were very disappointed mm-hmm. and I'm very happy to say that we had our first group go through this last school mm-hmm. year and we have more students enrolled next year. And I feel like if nothing else, if I never end up back at Oak yeah. Park, that's kind of my legacy. And, mm-hmm. and it really speaks to what I believe, which is everybody deserves a spot yeah. somewhere and everybody has the opportunity somewhere. It's mm-hmm. finding, it, I mean, that's like the, the rule of career counseling. Right. It's your interests, your skills, and your abilities. Mm-hmm. And when those three things come together, it's like magic. Exactly. and so what you really need to do is talk about abilities realistically
2: mm-hmm. and talk
1: about interest realistically and then you put all that into play and set the wheels in motion um and for me that's that's true of every educational institution mm-hmm. i think you know my my own reference has been a park just because i've been there for so long right. but i have been in other schools and i think it's a struggle across the board i think some schools do a better job than others yeah i think some um Communities value what it means to go a vocational track or to go into the military or Mm -hmm. to just go out into the workforce um, Or to go into an apprenticeship or a trade all of those things are out there and they're very stable Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: they're they're wonderful positions And I think sometimes they get overlooked because there's this idea that everyone has to have some form of formal education and I don't disagree with a formal education. I think mm-hmm. obviously I have you know right. master's degree and I can plan on
0: continuing my own. Do you think a lot of that comes from the way that we rank schools?
1: Yes. And is, I think Is ra- that
0: changing? I mean you're you're kind of in that realm. Yeah,
1: I don't think it's changing. I yeah. think I think there's money behind mm-hmm. rankings and yeah. I think a lot of it is political. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's not to say that those schools that are ranked highly aren't wonderful institutions. Mm-hmm. But to be very honest, at this point the amount of money it's costing for students. I mean, I kept saying for years, this yeah. is gonna burst, this bubble's right. gonna burst, there's no way it's gonna continue, and it just has kept going. Yeah. And so if they don't do something about that, I don't know how they're gonna sustain this anyway. Mm. The other piece of it is the competition has gotten so fierce, and I wasn't joking, right. I don't think yeah, you of like I would I'm, take me right. now. Yeah. And it's, it's really kind of trickles down into our student population. And you can see it, I mean, in my office, I mm-hmm. see it, All the time and it's scary and it's sad the amount of pressure that Mm -hmm. is put on them and it's real it's not it's not that they're putting it on themselves it's Mm -hmm. that it's actually coming down from Mm -hmm. the top and it's a real concern but then how do you find that middle ground you know when when everybody's pushing from the top and you're trying to support them but you see them falling apart
0: it seems like there's a lot of uh, a lot more competition than when you or i were in, in absolutely slow. and it and, and it just polarizes mm-hmm. kids
1: it does and and that polarizing kids is like exactly the the phrase because mm-hmm. what ends up happening is the haves continue to have, and yeah. the have-nots continue to have nothing. Right. And it really is sad that we are in the 21st century and we're going in that direction.
2: Right. right.
1: I, I really don't understand it myself. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I want to do here in my new space, um, I've started looking into working with the juvenile justice system mm-hmm. because, um, first of all, usually those are my favorite students, I'll be yeah. real honest with you. Um, but also If if I can work with them at that age, I really think that there is an opportunity to to make an impact and change a trajectory of somebody's life at Mm, that point. Right. And I think schools need to do a better job of that. You know, looking at who's in front of you, meeting them where they are. I think that's what Chanel said in her in her interview. But truly, I mean, that's what I believe too, Mm -hmm. is that you have to work with who's in front of you. Mm -hmm. You can't force Your own plan or someone else's plan on them and if we could all embrace that i think that we'd have a happier society it's not just about you know right
0: yeah i agree um so where can people find you online
1: so i have a website Mm -hmm. it's um www.ccwellness-solutions.com and I also have an Instagram mm-hmm. page, um, which is CC Wellness Solutions. Okay. And then I haven't quite gotten into the whole world of like Twitter. I mean, I'm on there, but right, I, I right. don't know what I'm doing yet. So <laughs> that's in the, on the to-do a lot, list.
0: A lot of people on Twitter who don't know. What yeah, they're doing, so
1: yeah. No, I think I get Dunkin' Donuts stuff yeah. all the time. Oh, but, there go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I, you know, I am also on Psychology Today. Yeah. So um, that is kind of a resource for everybody. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a therapist in your area, you just type in your zip code. Right. And the you know ones who are closest you will pop up Mm -hmm. so if you typed in Riverside or even Oak Park or you know the surrounding areas I I will be found in there
0: I think what you're doing is fantastic Um, you very much are an authentic person who wants to help people Uh, I know that from working with you but I also you know when you build things like this it's it's pretty amazing Um, and you know in a time like now with what's going on not only like with some some you know stars that are that mm-hmm. are having emotional difficulties mm-hmm. and troubles in, in students um what you do is so powerful so thank, thank you. you so much thank you um and you're just going to disrupt people for the better <laughs> i mean right? i'm
1: disrupting in a good way
0: awesome yes. i love it yes. well guys take a look we have all our website stuff up we will see you next time on disrupt education